Just to let everybody know, this episode does contain a good amount of adult language. It's about to get crazy. Just give everybody fair warning. All right, here we are back again, flipping mats, wading flats here at Fish Tackle Marine. Got Josh and Joe and our boy Mikey G with us this week. How's it going, guys? Good. It's going good, dude. We got Jameson, too. We got Jameson. (laughs) We've been drinking for a couple of minutes. We just had a team meeting about how awesome this fucking show is going, dude. I know. I know. I like it a lot. The amount of people with interest with this show right now, I'm like, dude, who are we going to start bringing on? And, like, we got to fucking shuffle through these people who are trying to get sponsored here. And speaking of sponsors, Josh, why don't you lead us off with that? That's right. First and foremost, Fish Tackle Marine here on Austin Highway, Will Laws, owner-operator, he lets us come record here every week. And we technically, I mean, we'd have this show, but the show wouldn't be near as good as it is without will support staying open for us so if anybody is in the san antonio area looking for a good tackle shop please stop and hit up fish tackle marine we will definitely uh definitely be appreciated and make sure you tell will you heard about it on the podcast what else we got we got a last call guide service our uh, our host you know the host with the most <laughs> josh spencer and uh, i got a I got a trip Big booked with Josh. This salty fall. dog. It's a salty dog. So we're doing some salt water. This uh, get me off that fresh water and put me on some redfish and some trout. They taste better. They're pre-saltened. There you go. What else we got, Joe? We got Kistler rods. Oh, oh. come on. No, Kistler rods is good. I have uh, been fortunate to work with uh, Kistler. They have uh, they take care of me on rods and stuff like that. All my customers. I've got them on the boat for the customers and rods. I even have some of their reels, and nice. they uh, they make a really good product. I've very been very cool. pleased with them. I mean, I've used them in the bass game for years and years and years, but they've just gotten into the saltwater market, so they're trying to get a foothold in there, and they make a – I mean, Trey Kistler does a good job, makes a good product. Nice. They keep your customers bringing fish in the boat, Absolutely. Right? At least you look good doing it if you ain't catching no fish. Come yep, on. exactly. And last but not least, we got this shitty little screen printing shop called Ice Screen Graphics. You know, they print T-shirts and sentences. Antonio, maybe you heard of them, maybe you haven't, but they, they kind of know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, they really know what they're doing. Mikey. Yeah, so you we, know. We, we provide whiskey to the show, and that's all I can say about that's that. Our, that's, <laughs> our, that's our drink sponsor here. And then uh, last but not least, we got, a uh, you know, Ace Screen Graphics, you know, one-legged stepchild, Casa Pescogoda down on uh, Falcon Lake, Texas, which uh, if you're going down to Falcon Lake, then, you know, go check us out. Which, speaking of Casa, Casa Pescador... Sorry for my gringo accent. It's but all good, dude. Speaking of Casa Pescador and Falcon Lake, Mikey, let's get started, man. You and uh, you and your partner Richard just took home first in the Elite Bass Club down at Falcon Lake, and it was brutal. let's hear about it. All right, well, cool. Well, you know, it's you know, I go down there twice a year for at least a week, you know, and that was one of my trips down there. So we did a uh, got there Wednesday night, but it was the start of the heat wave, so I had a long work day, and. Um, we uh, got down there Wednesday about seven, but when we got there, it was like 150,000 degrees. So I'm like, dude, I'm just going to chill. We got some whiskey in us. We chilled, fished all day Thursday. I hadn't fished shallow in a hot minute, fished uh, shallow all day long. I only uh, flipped into a bush early in the morning, caught like a seven to nine pound catfish. I thought it was a giant. Um, that was it for like yeah. on a swamp people tree shaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a tree shaker. I flipped the rage crawl in there, uh, bought here at Fish Tackle Marine, of course. Flipped the rage crawl in a bush. The bush started shaking, set the hook, and then I saw a white flash. I was like, oh, my God, I got a 10-pounder. Dude, the thing was massive. It was so heavy, and it was pulling so hard. Another 10-pounder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, and then it was a catfish, dude, and then that was it. Uh, that was it for Thursday. I flipped in the bushes for another six hours, threw big spinner baits, threw big 
swim baits through these everything well the, the lake's been up like 10 feet so it's everything's flooded so yeah, miles and I miles. saw a lot of the pictures that y'all guys posted I mean flooded bushes at Falcon we haven't seen that in uh, forever yeah it was like when choke first came up it was like dude you could fish for miles through bushes but there just wasn't no fish in it yet you know uh so on Friday my practice what was, was the what was the water temperature like down there at Falcon 85 degrees yeah. holy cow um so that was my Thursday was fishing shallow most of the day got off the water when it hit about 150 degrees you know um and then Friday I decided to go back out deep which is what I like to do fish foundations and fish you know ledges and um never caught a fish mm. I had one white bass and that was it and then so Saturday you know I, I know how to fish around the dam I've won a few tournaments you know fishing around the dam um, so I told my partner, Richard, uh, who, who, he was in another boat with another friend of ours, and they had a really hard time, too. I said, hey, there's no way we don't go down to the dam and don't catch five fish. And then, so anyway, we go down to the dam, and about close to noon, we hadn't had a bite, not even a bump. So I said, and then they had only caught one fish Thursday through Friday. So I asked them where that fish was caught. We went to that spot, and then uh, we got real deep, downsized, really, I mean, a five-inch. I've never thrown a five-inch Cinco at Falcon ever in my whole entire <laughs> life. Um, with a, like a 316 ounce weight, I was sitting in 32, casting up to 16 and dragging out to about 25 before I'd reel up. And then I think within the third cast, I had a seven pounder on. So oh, I was like, all right, we know what we're doing for the rest of the trip. See, and so, that's one of the things that I've, that's always intrigued me about Falcon is because like my partner and I, we go down there a lot. We pre-fish practice. We haven't been going down there a lot in the last couple of years because there hadn't been a lot of tournaments down there. No water. Yeah. But Falcon is one of those places. I mean. To me, it's almost kind of like OHIV. It is a real hero or zero True. situation. Like, yep. it's not like Amistad where, hey, I caught 30 fish today. Or no. it, it seems like you are either on them or it You're is ice missed. cold. Oh, and that's the way it was. So everybody really struggled in, in the club. Um, we were the only team to bring in limits both days. Um, actually, on Saturday, it was pretty impressive. I mean, we had an 18-pound bag. We had a 16-pound bag right behind us. Uh, I think like a 13 and a 15-pound bag. Um, so we thought Sunday was going to be really good. And now that, you know, we put that bag together in about probably like three and a half hours when we figured that out. Um, and then, um, so we figured Sunday was going to be kind of a battle. Like we got to guard this lead only, you know, two pounds on Falcons, not much, you know what I mean? So we no, have a two pound lead. Not at all. And um, so, but anyway, we go back out and it was brutal. I think luckily early in the morning, I think the first fish was like a five and a half pounder um by like 7 a.m and i don't think we got another bite till like 11 and then it was like every other hour we'd get it it was i mean it was brutal and then it reminded me of your tournament josh when y'all just won champs in the sense that we were fishing like proper river ledges like where the the creek mouths of the major uh coves fell into the river so we're talking like giant boulders and just like nasty sharp you know if your if your bait touches it basically you're getting broke so it was either hook a fish or retie basically and yeah, I, exactly. And you guys know I like to crank. I cranked my ass off, dude. Never mm. got a bump on the crankbait. Uh, there was one eight-pounder caught by a, a guy named Joe, Joe Waco Ware is how he identifies himself in our uh, in our group me. He oh, yeah, like, Joe Waco. Yeah, I mean, he pours bait. So he's a very cool guy. Uh, he had like an eight-something. Um, two more, another seven was caught on a square bill. Um, and then another eight was caught on a, I think, like a seven or ten-inch power worm down around the dam. Someone weighed in a big fish down there, right? Yeah, that was Rick Barnes on that seven-inch power worm, or seven to ten—I can't remember. Um, um, but yeah, he had like an eight sixty-two or something. Eight sixty-two. Like yeah, yeah, so not a giant. No, no giants were caught this weekend. Uh, am I? I think I was thinking of last tournament at Choke. 
Yeah, the eleven pounder. 11, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Elite sorry. did have a, a choke tournament where uh, a thirty-three. Well, that's what we talked about. Yeah, Jack Jeff, Hammer Jones. Jeff Jack Hammer Jones. Yeah. So, uh, but not much to talk about. Honestly, it was brutal. I'd uh, love to to convince people to go stay at my house right now, but dude, that's it's just it's brutal down there right now. And unless, I mean, if you want to go fish with four inch baits, go to go to Canyon to be honest. You know. So you know, we got to be honest around here, dude. I'm not gonna be like, hey, it was a heyday, like. If you want to throw five inch sinkles with three sixteen ounce weights in like thirty feet of water and then just wait thirty minutes to get a bite, then go to Falcon. It's Sign like, me up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And at but the it, same time, you're fucking cooking. Oh yeah, and, it, so and while hot. while your face is on fire, yeah. yeah, that's where you want to go right now. Jeez, um, man. It's just, uh, but it was all good, dude. We had a good time. We drank a lot of whiskey, and well, there you, um, go. you know some you know typical elite getting drunk and catching fish kind of gay weekend. You know? I like it. I like yeah. it. Pride month, dude. No you know, we're trying to we're trying to get no to, naked people eating ice cream. Oh, um, we won't talk about that. This is <laughs> <laughs> a kid show, dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, we're marked as explicit. Dude. Hey, listen, listen, dude. My little girl listens to the show, dude. I don't need you to be talking about that. We're trying to have church well, tonight, Joe. Well, shit. <laughs> but no, I I talked to a couple of guys, you know, reading on the group me and stuff like that, and yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a. Uh, Hey, those guys. What do the what do all the the uh, fishermen that use the proper fishing terms? It was a grind. It was a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grind it up. Yeah. The grind. I don't understand why they talk about grinds, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I come from the skateboard world, dude, and the other, and, and in my bedroom, I like grinding. <laughs> but so, if you're grinding in the skateboard world, it's a good day. It's if a good you're day. grinding in my bedroom, it's a good, good day, day, dude. If you're grinding on the boat, ain't somehow, some way, it ain't a good day. Like so, that doesn't vibe with me, dude. It, maybe because maybe because the reel's like a coffee grinder. I don't fucking know, dude. That, that's what I thought it was. Maybe it's, that's weird. I don't know. Every time mm-hmm. I heard someone say, "Oh, it was a grind out there," that means they didn't catch shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it was oh. tough. Don't get me wrong. So it was a lot of retying, and then um, yeah, dude, a lot of casting for not a lot of return. But you know, you still um, won. Oh yeah, yeah. Still so hey, hey, listen, and 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 for for the red champ, the ninety eight champ is which what I drive her up and down the Rio Grande. That's four wins in a row on Falcon Lake. So yeah, yeah. one of, one of these days, one of these. Dude, guys, we getting ready to throw a bounty out. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute though. The number one question: Did Jeff Jones catch forty? No, he didn't. <laughs> he had forty rods in his rod locker. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, he had forty rods in his rod locker. Uh, I, actually, Jeff and uh, and um, Joe, I mean. Both super cool guys, and I mean our club is cool as shit, dude. Like we have some. Yeah, of the everybody's coolest, cool. Everybody's yeah. cool. Like, listen, if you're looking for a bass club, elite bass club is where you want to be. Like, like we're not pretentious. I mean, there's a lot of shit talking going on, so don't come to your don't don't come to our club wearing your feelings on your sleeve, dude. Yeah. But we have a good time. We do have a good time, and we travel. We do. Yeah. So you don't necessarily. I mean, of course, we'd love for you to live in the San Antonio area and get to know you and hang out and stuff. But yeah, I mean. You can live in Austin, yeah. San Marcos, south of San Antonio, wherever. I mean, hell, even if you lived in Del Rio or Laredo or Corpus, I mean, we fish Choke, Falcon, Amistad. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be local. We travel enough yeah. that even if you lived out of town, you could make three or four tournaments a, a year. Tournaments. Yeah, and, and we really do. I mean, we're I, as far as I know, we're the biggest bass club in South Texas, uh, minus the Permian. 
but they're more West Texas, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but listen, we normally have about 85 members a year, and but those guys range literally from Zapata, Texas, to Del Rio, to Austin, Texas, all the way three down rivers, to three rivers down to the valley, you know. So they, yeah, they might not make all of them. Like the guys that live in Zapata aren't going up to the hill country to fish with us. But no, we, but they'll come meet us at Choke exactly. or fish at, yeah. fish with us at Falcon or yeah, exactly. So, but no, it was a grind. It was not that much fun. But hey, listen, when you're like a bass maniac like we are, like hey, that's what that's part of the game you know you go out there and sometimes you whoop on them and sometimes you get your ass whooped you know? yeah but let's talk about this four in a row now yeah in the red rocket yeah the 98 dude we're putting a bounty i'm putting a bounty on you now yeah i'm putting a bounty last call guide services sponsoring a bounty yeah hundred dollars to the to the team that beats mikey g next time we go to falcon all right let's do it next time we go to falcon yeah yeah next time at falcon next year me and Kyle might have to come out of return, retirement. Yeah, we I'll just, I'll just come get my hundred bucks back. We we haven't we haven't seen the Bass Champs winners down on Falcon in a hot minute, no, dude. Y'all, no, used, y'all used to say at my trailer often, dude. I'm kind of offended, actually, dude. Like, that's know. where I met Josh at. <laughs> oh, that's right. You yeah. were fishing at with my Mikey trailer? G. Yeah, that was the first time Joe ever met me. Remember really? we we went out to Bellanio and there was a fucking shitload of birds. Oh, yeah. and Josh, it was and... blowing hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't leave the Bolano that weekend because it was blowing like a million miles an hour. You know? mm-hmm. And then Joe was like, hey, I thought you had a champion, dude. Like, why don't you go in? I was like, Joe, those are like eight footers, dude. I don't care. <laughs> you, you don't mess with Falcon in a north no, wind, dude. No, not I don't a, care what you're in. In a straight north? Nah. The only thing, dude, when it's blowing out of the north, the only thing I want to be in is that border patrol boat. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, other than that, it's. Hey, you know what boat we did see that was interesting was uh, the Coast Guard boats were out there. What? Big. Uh, black and orange with the 50 caliber on the front of it. I have never seen. I really? You all see the border patrol with the big, you know, machine gun on it. So speaking unless of boat, unless the boat went down, I didn't. And just, actually, I didn't see Coast, I didn't see Coast Guard boats, but I mean, uh, border patrol. But we saw this new orange and black. So speaking boat, of yeah. rare boat sightings at Falcon, yeah, I heard through the grapevine that somebody saw the black and white Triton down in the Salinas. Oh yeah, I, uh, that's what I heard. Is people got chased out of the Salinas? Like yeah. They, they, Hey, listen, normally if it's, um, you know, there's those signs that were, if you're, if you're been in the game for a while, I don't have to explain it. There's a few signs that, you know, if you can go to the Salinas or if you shouldn't. So the main sign that I know that yeah. I've been told yeah. is when you're running south at the lake and you start meandering over towards the Salinas, I mean, you're still in the river, yeah. but you start swinging over to the Salinas. There's the little island there yeah. on the north side of the Salinas. So as you go in, the island's on your right hand side. Yeah. If there's any boats parked on that island, you don't go in there because they're out there on that island looking, they're watching, they're yeah. doing their deal out there. If there's <laughs> nobody on the island and there's ponga boats out there running fish nets and stuff, yeah, you might be okay. I mean, I'm not giving anybody permission to go in there because yeah. crazy shit happens over there. Oh, yeah. But from what I've been told, <laughs> that's one of the telltale signs. If you drive by that island... And there's boats on that island. You might as well just turn yeah. around and head out. And that was the word we got this weekend is that if anybody that even got close got chased out this weekend. So they didn't want anybody over there. But listen, like. So that being said, they're going to be some good shit coming into the States here soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so, sure what it is. It could be shipment. people, could be guns, could be drugs. We don't know. Yeah. But it's it's in route. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how crazy is that, right? Like, like we this Texas is fucking crazy. No, but listen, dude. like we're talking about like how we make decisions to play with our life, dude. You yeah, know, like for fish. Sh- like for fish. For little green fish. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, if you want to 
gamble with your life today, just look at that island. There's boats on there. You, you, hopefully you don't get shot, but you might get carved into pieces and thrown into acid barrels, dude, while yeah. you go try to catch a five-pounder, dude. Yeah. Josh, is, I'm is about that it? life, bro. Is it worth <laughs> no. <laughs> fish around and find out. Fish That's exactly right. You hey, go fish around and find out. Exactly. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even venture. I no, no, exactly. Yeah. And realistically, with the lake being as low as it is, yeah, the Solanias fish is better when there's more when water. When there's more, yeah. Exactly. You know, because it, for people that don't know Falcon, if you look at Falcon on a map, the deep side of Falcon Lake is the American side. Yep. So as the lake starts falling, once you get past like 30 feet low, yeah. you start losing a lot of water in a hurry out of the Mexican, on the Mexican side. the creek, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, just heads up, that is one of the interesting things that me and Richard found out. Were the, the So we were fishing um, proper river, like uh, drains from, um, I guess, ledges into the proper Rio Grande, like deep, deep stuff. Yeah, y'all, y'all are fishing the actual river bank. Yep, and then, but where we, where we won the tournament from, it was basically one spot or one stretch, basically. But it's, oh, when we looked at the map, it's basically the deepest water on Falcon Lake, which is, we call them the ledges or the ridges. You mm-hmm. know? So it's basically, you know, between, um, if you know Falcon, it's on the left-hand side between uh, Tigers and the dam. There's all those yeah. ridges and ledges over there, proper river yeah. ledges. The, you know? Basically, the bottom third of the lake. Yeah. If you're fishing, I guess right above Tigers would be Pearson's. Yeah. So it's if you look, area. but it's not that far north, but pretty much when the lake gets this low, I mean, all the guys I think that are doing any good down there are fishing between Pearson's and the dam it's somewhere. 100%. Somewhere down 100%, there. 100%, yeah. And eventually, I think this new belief flooded water will catch some fish. But And um, I don't know if any of y'all could speak to it. Uh, we were talking as a club, and I guess we just don't have that insight. Like, why don't the fish get into that flooded stuff quicker? <laughs> we imagine pH levels or the oils off the plants, or we're not too sure. But it, but they just it's definitely... It's fucking hot. Well, you... you no, but I think, that's I think not a thing get... at Falcon, dude. Like, there's no. been times where we've had our ass whooped fishing deep in, like, June, July, August. And we've had our ass kicked like 30 pound bags out of like a foot to three feet of water. In oh, sure. So the fish, like that's not a thing. Like you, uh, yeah, it's, you don't have to go deep to catch them on Falcon when it gets real hot. Sometimes they're up there. Shallow, I think, shallow. yeah, they are. And that, cause those, those fish, it doesn't matter how hot it is at Falcon. Those fish will get dirt shallow. Yeah. But I think because of the, because of the water being up there so new, I think you do get some of the, I don't know what you want to call it, jungle rot, you know, yeah. all the fresh plants. They've been living on the bank for the last five years, and now all of a sudden they got water over them. They're dying. They're decaying. Plus the water's so hot. If Man, I just – I don't think the bait is up there. Yeah. As to where – No, it, no, hold on, hold on. But listen, that that's not – just – Got to correct you real quick. No, I'm uh, yeah because I'm, it was loaded with bait and tilapia and every everything but bass was in there, and that's why that's kind of why we were dumbfounded. I just you know I usually spend my summers on falcon, but I don't normally go any other times of the year. But as far as bait schools, if you threw a white swim jig into those bushes and you drug it out of those bushes, you would see hundreds of shad flickering out of the way of your swim jig like it was wow it and there was, was no fish no well now so our the other assumption is either the ph level because of all the stuff rotting and dying or there was just so much bait that they didn't need it why would you hit a swim jig or a spinner bait when you're chuck full of actual mm-hmm. you know that's true fish, you know that's true so, yeah i mean we talk about it at the coast sometimes like you pull up on a stretch on a bank line and you just see bait everywhere bait everywhere like we joke because we're like they're actually there is a such thing as too much bait. 
that's yeah. what, that's what's at Falcon Ranch. Like, that's I mean, I there, saying. there yeah. really is like, you'll pull up on a bank and you'll start wading or you'll start drifting and you just see school after school, after school, a mullet, mullet, mullet. And you're like, why dude, why am I not getting bit? But what's weird is the mullet are just swimming. Mm-hmm. There's nothing chasing them. They're not flickering. They're not jumping. So it's like either the fish aren't there or the fish don't care. Yeah. And they're just priming up for that quick. I think what happens in the summer in Texas, it gets so hot that when you're in one of those bite windows, yeah, I mean, you can get right in a hurry. Like sure. you hear those guys talk about like, well, like y'all, y'all didn't have a bite till noon on Saturday. And then yep. you put together an 18 pound bag in the last three and a half hours. True. Yeah. So it's like those fish didn't just swim from somewhere on the lake to where yeah. y'all were fishing. Well, but, they, but was it that or was it the fact because so the first five hours of the days or four hours of the day was mag flukes one ounce jigs six x and eight xds um you know your typical falcon like let's catch 10 pounders you know mm-hmm. well what um, about it being so hot that they're just looking for an easy meal true they don't want to move very they much yeah, they don't they expend a lot of energy so yeah, that you know when, when we caught that uh when we went to the first spot and and i know i knew i know the way my buddy tony fishes he normally fishes out of the back of the boat with a five inch cinco and a dude, a one eighth ounce weight, you know, so you're doing your thing on the front of the boat and he's just dragging in the deepest water he can find. And that's the, that's the only clue that we had like, Hey, we need to go do that. Like, Hey, didn't y'all get like a two pounder? And he was like, yep, we did. Where was it at? 30 some feet of water by a river ledge with Tony in the back of the boat. Oh, I know how to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it's a five inch cinco with a quarter ounce weight. And then we just cast it up there. And I mean, the initial drops not a lot, but on, we had to fizz those fish and unfortunately some of them didn't make it, you know what I mean? Cause it's Falcon and it's a million degrees. Yeah. Um, actually our big one, the seven pounder made it. Uh, and then I think I caught a seven something like a seven twenty something. Uh, and then we had like a two and a half pounder and then Richard caught like a six something, uh, like a heavy six, almost a seven, but that fish didn't make it almost immediately. As soon as it got in the live bowl, we fizzed it and then it, 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 it didn't make it. You know? Tacos. Huh? Made it to tacos? Oh, or? yeah, for sure. Yeah, we made tacos. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, you um, know, us, we're bass fishermen, and 99.9% of the time, we are all for catch and release. Yep. But the nice thing is, what I like about it is, there are guys in the club yep. that I remember this back in the day, even when we used to fish the Friday nighters, like when the Westalls were running the Friday nighters at yep. Medina. Look, every now and then you get fish that die. It happens. Yeah. What I do like about all the guys in the club is there's enough guys, enough of us that like to cook and like to eat fish. Yeah. The one thing I will say, none of those fish get wasted. Never. Somebody yeah. in the club throws them on ice, takes them home, fillets them. They they do get eaten. We we ain't just throwing them up on the bank. No, no, exactly. And honestly, to, to speak to it, okay, being from California, there's a lot of catch and release, right, conservation. But it's to the point where it's too much, and I feel that, if you don't take the smaller fish out, yeah, you're just going to be loaded. No, you're going to have a loaded lake with just fours and fives. Exactly. And no. you, don't, you really don't want that. You want the growth. You know. Well, no, you're exactly right because I've been on like some like stock ponds and yeah. stock tanks and stuff like that. It's like a million, like, 12 I used to, yeah. yeah, I used to know. So, I, of course, back in the day when I was in the golf business, I used to fish in the golf course ponds all the time. And we had a couple where you could literally catch a fish on every single cast. But the smallest fish you were going to catch is 12 inches, and the biggest fish you were going to catch was going to be like 14 inches because they were all competing for the same food, so they would only get so big, and then they would stop. And I know like a lot of the guys that have their own private stock ponds on their ranches and stuff like that, I've heard a lot of them say, hey, 
the biologist told me we need to take some fish out of here. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. we'll go out there and catch fish and fry them up or whatever, because yeah, it gets overpopulated. Yeah. Well, well we, need to, we need to bring somebody who's actually smart on here, like Mr. Mike Bates. Let's call out Mike Bates. Dude, I Mr. Would, Mike Bates, when are you coming on the show, dude? Come yeah, on. Mike Bates. I've gotten the opportunity to sit down and talk to him a couple of times at, uh, well, I took a guide trip with him a couple of years ago. He stayed with us in the trailer a couple of years ago at Amistad. Yeah, and, we, we were with you all that Yeah, weekend, and yeah. just his knowledge of yeah. just fish and fish in general. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. To my understanding, he's an actual marine biologist, correct? I don't want to speak and say yes, but yes, he has some kind of biology education background yeah. with, you know. Maybe he's just a nerd. No. No? He's just well, quiet. He yeah. is quiet. He's a good dude, though. though he's like a him. really good yeah. dude. His, his partner, Jerry Jellif, went to the party, though. Yeah, yes. Yes, Jerry. <laughs> they just you, won one, too. They, they won a day after They won on one. Sunday. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I didn't, all right. Well, they should be on the show. I you agree. Know? You and I Kyle agree. were on the show. Why aren't Jerry and Mike on the show? Because we were first. There you go. <laughs> and it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bates. <laughs> Mike Bates, get your ass on the show, all right? Hey, but speaking of Mike Bates, if anybody is looking for a trip at Choke, yeah. he is one of the dudes. Yeah. I mean, there's two or three dudes at Choke, yeah. I think, that are probably the guides to go with. Mike yeah. Bates is one of them. Clendon Taylor, I'd have to call out. Clendon yeah. Taylor, for sure. You see especially, that one caught today? Especially Clendon, if you're looking to just go catch fish. I yep. mean, don't get me wrong. Crappie. He's a bass cat. fisherman, but he'll yeah. take you to catch crappie. He'll take you to catch catfish, white bass. Yep. He don't Gasper care. Goo. That's yeah. right. Listen, um, Clendon Taylor unicorns. is hands down the best multi-species glide in South Texas. I have to. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Not just because he spends his money with a screen graphics. I'm not plugging him for that reason, dude. But I'm just saying, like, hands down, even if he didn't use me for his printing, Clendon Taylor is the best hands down multi-species angler that you can hire. So, listen, if you're not catching bass, he can put you on catfish. If you don't want to catch fat catfish, he'll put you on crappie. If you want to catch crappie, you're going to go wrestle some alligators and choke, dude. You know, like you're going to get your hands yeah. on something, dude. Or redfish. Yeah, or go to Browning and catch Absolutely. redfish. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But no, but yeah, Mike Bates, Clendon, and we're talking about our good local guides that are part of the crew here, you know, in yeah. the San Antonio, Austin area. Rick Harris from Hill Country Hammers, yeah. those guys, we had them on. When are we going to get Charles White? Charles White is another one. Pat Amick, yep. you know, Stanky's Guide Service. Yeah. Um, Charles is barefoot fishing charters, I think, yeah, you yeah. know, but those guys, I mean, definitely, if you're looking for a trip in the San Antonio area, any of those guys would be, you, I wouldn't hesitate to jump in any of their boats. No, at not all. at all. And if you're heading down, down south, we got to talk to some of my buddies that I'm, I'm acquaintances with down on Falcon Lake. You have to give a call to John Adami. You have to look at Jake Greshaw. You have to look at um, Jimmy Steed. Jimmy Steed, who is a opens angler. We follow yep. him on the opens. So Matt Reed. Matt Reed is down there in an elite series angler. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're South Texas, dude. We're about this life. Dude. That's this, right. is, this is what we do on a daily basis. Like, That's right. The reason we print T-shirts is to go fish. Yeah. That's it. That's the reason I sell truck accessories, so I go. can support yeah. my fishing habit. The reason that Joe is stocking Whataburgers is to get on the water with his family, yeah, dude. That's right. Like, we're fish heads. That's right. We don't fuck around, dude. No. We're about this life. Just fish around We're at church out. tonight, dude. We're at church tonight, dude. And I'm drunk. There you go. Come on. <laughs> no, definitely. But those would definitely be the guys that I would I would want to get in touch with, man. But So that's awesome. Fish, fishing at Falcon was a little tough. But yeah. Well, we had a good time. We, we barbecued. Um, I think it was a Friday night. I had I had messaged some of the guides out there and the James at the local tackle shop. 
I'm like, hey, I'm down at Falcon. Like, you guys should come hang out. And it was like a billion degrees, dude. So we didn't throw the barbecue on Friday night till like nine o'clock at night because we were drunk. <laughs> Hot as shit. You probably yeah. didn't even have to start it. You just throw it on the no. asphalt. Making oh, fajitas no. on the Yeah, I threw it on, on the, the top. Of, I, I threw it on the back of that brand new Mercury four stroke, and that shit started cooking, dude. <laughs> Yep, it was it was hotter it was hotter than Hades. Know, it was hot, dude. It, yeah. was, it was brutal, um, and then the air conditioning is struggling, and we're just watching bullshit TV shows and getting drunk. So you know, good hey. good old fashioned Falcon. That sounds trip, like a dude. great time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Josh, what's going on? Well, hey, are, is it getting close to a break? Yep, or? it is. It's close to our first break. Good, and, I got yeah, <laughs> we'll go ahead and bring you back on the next segment here after Joe goes TV. That's right. Come on. <laughs> All right, back again, segment two. Segment two brought to you by Last Call Guide Service. Oh, How's oh, that, yeah. guys? Is that better, Mike? That's like much that. better. Yep. Is that a good sponsor? You got a good Very voice. good sponsor, yeah. Thank you. You do. Yep. I know, because we've talked about it on this podcast before. I, you know, I have a little bit of a hard time plugging Last Call because it is mine, and I'd like ah. to. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting plug there, it. guys. I'm getting yeah. there. Yep. Plug it. You need to plug the shit out hey, every time. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Hey, We're getting better. Big dick it, dude. Yeah. Last call guide service. The best guide in the business. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> We're very selective with who we let sponsor this show, dude. And listen, unless you're providing a good service and a quality service, you're not sponsoring the show. Like, we, like, hey, listen, we might only have fucking however Three, many listeners four. we got, but they're engaged listeners. Yeah, these six listeners, yeah. they love yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. They so, do. listen. But no, uh, but last call is the shit. Right? Yeah, no, no. So we're, you know, we're, we're going to do a little different this week. We, we've been doing a lot of talking off the air, Mikey G. You a longtime business owner. You've been doing it, what, 25 years? Uh, yes, 25 years uh, unofficially out of my garage and just trying to get the game going. And then next November will be 20 official years in business. For a screen. Yeah. So, but I started in 99. So no, yeah. that's awesome, man. And, and dude, you're... Your life experience with being a small business owner, especially a local shop, you sure. know, we're based out of San Antonio, Texas, has really been your input is not it, it's not taken lightly. I mean, Good. dude, everything you say, we it carries a lot of weight with us. Not only have we been friends for a long time now because of the club and stuff, but, yeah. you know, things we talk about this podcast, you know, how we're going to grow this thing, how we're going to keep people engaged and make people laugh and, you know, talk about this thing, this stuff we love to do fishing because I mean, and one of the things that, you know, I'm going to try to get better at. And th in this second segment is, you know, we are flipping mats and wading flats and, you know, but I feel like we've kind of let the saltwater guys down a little bit. We've okay. let them slip a little bit. A little and bit. Uh, I think that's partial to do with just because the amount of time we all spend together bass fishing in that first quarter of the year, you yeah. know, so there's a lot to talk about. It's hot and heavy, but I mean, let's face it, dude, we're in the summertime now. It's beaches and bikinis, titties and Tito's. It's all of it. <laughs> I mean, we got it. Let's so, go to the beach. Yeah, we're going to go let, to the beach let, this let's week. Let's park the bass boat. Let's, we're going to park the bass boat. Let's we're get on, pull get on that Mayak. We're going to get, get that Mayak out of the storage shed. Yep. And, uh, but no man, fishing at the coast has been good. Uh, it has been a little messed wait, wait, up. Well, just to non-saltwater guys, how does it yeah. pop off? Like, when, when's the season start? Like, so, when, when do you hang up the bass boat and get out the Miami? So, like, for me, I hang up the bass boat at the end of April. Okay. Because that's when Bass Champs ends, usually last weekend of April. So, I don't open my books until the starting in February, Mar or, Feb or sorry, not February, May. I don't open my books till May, and I run trips from May basically through October. Okay. And then 
hunting and, and is that proper good time that for is, red fishing or? that is the good that is just good time for saltwater fishing in general okay now saltwater fishing does have its time periods that are better than others okay. so like for instance we talk about bass fishing and the spawn and catching 10 pound bass and yeah. stuff like that in the saltwater world everybody that a lot of guys that like to chase big bass the equivalent to that in the coast is guys that like to chase big speckled trout. Okay. We're talking 30 inch fish, 10 pound trout. You know, if you catch a 30 inch trout, a dirty 30, yeah. that's the equivalent of a 10 pound bass. Nice. Okay. So, well, I mean, what about the bull reds? Cause me and my buddy, Brandon, we go on a uh, red fishing trip. Well, we did pre COVID because COVID fucked everybody's life up. Pre COVID, we were going on red fishing trips, usually in October. And one year I caught like a, it didn't even fit on the measuring board. So however big that it was, yeah. a bull, it was a bull red. It was like a so, 45 minute fight. Yeah. It was a, it was taller than me, which isn't saying much. Cause I'm like five, six on a good day. Yeah. You know? No, but we October okay. is usually, we call it red October. Okay. Because I mean, that's when usually in October bull reds is when the bull, the big bull reds from offshore okay. start coming into the bay for spawning season. So you get in the jetties or the passes, and I mean, they're coming in by the thousands, and I mean, you can you can, catch. You can stroke them. But hold on, you're on October, like, but you hang up the bass boat at what month? I, I, I quit bass fishing usually at the end of April. And, and then I guide all the way, I guide at the coast all the way not, through October. But you're, but you're not catching bull reds in April though, right? No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still catch big reds, but I mean, it's, they're, they're one here, what one the, there. So you know, coming because you you understand how it works perfectly in your head. But yeah, exactly. Speak, speak to the guy who doesn't know how. Salt so works. so, so what, what's happening when you hang up your basketball? What are the redfish doing? So the redfish that time of year, most of the time, the the spawns over, and you're basically just fishing do, the inshore back I mean, base. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off one more time, but when do redfish spawn at the same time the bass spawn? No, 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 they, no, no. They yeah. come they come into the bays and they spawn from like. Now I'm going to sound terrible because I don't actually know, but they come into the bays and for spawning season through like the late fall, yeah. winter, and then okay. usually by February or March, they're kind of all gone again. And okay. I mean, you still catch them because not all of them leave, but the big biomass of them are back out offshore all summer. Okay. So like most of the big most of the big bull reds you catch in the summer, okay. guys are catching them off the jetties and stuff because they're close to the Gulf. I see. They like being in the Gulf. Those bull reds, they spend most of their life in the Gulf. The only time they come in is start running through in October to spawn in the wintertime, and then they head back out. It's kind of like me, dude. The only time I go out is when I'm trying to like. <laughs> exactly nah, so so I'm, anyway I'm happily married i'm just talking shit <laughs> so so for like a quick breakdown you know we so what does happen spawning about the same time as bass spawn is the speckled trout okay. they spawn end of march april may so one of the big things that a lot of guys like to do is during the cold months like january and february that's your chance to catch a trophy trout. Yeah, but isn't the speckled trout kind of like a bitch fish, like kind of like a crappie dude? Like you got to use light wire hooks. So you check got, this out, dude. They call it they call it speckled rugs. speckled trout or spotted sea trout. Yeah. But so my family's house in Port Aransas, we used to have this. It was from 1986, and it was a Lone Star beer poster. We had two of them. Wow. One with all the freshwater fish in Texas. One with all the saltwater fish, and what the records were at the time. 
And under the speckled trout, it said spotted sea trout or speckled trout. And then underneath it, it said weak fish. Because that's what they were known as, yeah. the weak fish. Because, yeah, trout are trout are very slender. Yeah. They're not, they're not, I mean, don't get me wrong. They taste good. Hey, yeah, they taste good. Weird. And don't get me wrong. You hook into a big trout. I mean, you hook into a, a 25 plus. Dude, it's like fighting a big bass. Twenty-five. Are we talking kayak 25 numbers inches. or bass numbers? Twenty-five here? inches. 20, now we're, we're talking, talking kayak inches. numbers. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're yeah. Hey, I listened to the last episode, dude. I wasn't invited yeah. to the last episode. I, I feel like I feel like I, I didn't go by Obi now. Yeah. yeah. To Dustin. So, nah. so let's go, hey, hey, let's listen, go on. After listening to that last episode, I still don't want to kayak fish. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like when you get twenty-five inch plus in a trout. It is, it, dude. It's crazy how much they fight but, like a bass. But like, if you're a guy on the boat and you know that you're on some speckled trout, aren't you telling your guy like, "Hey, don't horse him. Be careful." Yes, because so because this is a bitch fish. And you're gonna so, rip the hook well, out of his mouth. Well, that's well, what it is. So wait a minute, don't you bow like you bow to the trout, right? Yeah, like, like you do bow. like a, you gotta follow him. No, 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 no. no. We ain't doing that. No. So. Every every customer that we're comes bass. on, we're, we're bass guys. We yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So every customer that comes on one on one of my trips, when they hook a fish, one of the things you will hear me say all the time is keep the rod tip up and keep pressure on them. So you yeah. want the rod tip up at like ten o'clock, and you want a bow in your line because the minute you give them slack, that's when you're going to lose them. But a lot of the guides and stuff you hear talk about speckled trout, they call them paper mouths. Yeah. Because they're like crappie, yeah. You know, because when you fight crappie, same thing. If you yeah. go horse in a crappie, you pull, you'll pull a hole in their mouth, yeah. And next thing you know, boom, they're gone. You know what I call that fish, Josh? <laughs> fucking bitch, fish. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about flounder? Yeah. Catch flounder too, dude. I'll be honest with you. Flounders are tough. I'll, no, I'll, wait a minute though. I'll wait. street fight a flounder, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when we catch flounder, it is. I don't want to say it's by accident, but it's by accident. But yeah. is flounder and halibut the same shit? No. So what the hell is it? Then? They look different, but they look the fucking same. Or they look the do? same, but they're a different fish. Okay, that's why I'm different saltwater fish. fish. Like Bro. that's why I'm saltwater fish because I I like to know what I'm throwing at. Yeah, you know. Well, see, at the saltwater dude, you just throw it whatever bites. Can we go gigging when we go down there? Yes, please, because I want to do that. Flounder gigging. What, what, we need what to, does that mean? So gigging. You, you get like okay, a, have you you've like seen Kyle's bow fishing boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, you stand on the front of a boat with a bunch of lights, and you yeah. literally look for the fish laying on the ground, and you stab them with a gig, and you bring them in the boat. Y'all are barbarian, dude. Oh, y'all dude, are, yeah. Y'all are brutal, dude. All right, so back I, to I the... love nature, dude. I'm not trying to stick nature in its asshole, dude. I'm trying to, like, love on nature. No, we're dude. trying to stick nature in the ice chest. Yes. So There we go. So anyway, you know, my, so... You know, my real problem with, with saltwater fishing is, you know, my real problem is, is one time I took my little girl to the pier. She was like six years old, innocent little angel as she can be, you know, beautiful little Aztec princess, you know. I take her out to the Six pier. pound, eight ounce, yeah. baby Jesus. I take, her out to, I take her out to the pier, you know, and there's this guy, and he's a saltwater guy. He's, he, you know, there's like a million of them out there, dude. And one of them finally catches a fish, you know, because they don't all suck at fishing. One of them has to catch a fish. Mm-hmm. And he reels up a fucking flounder, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, a um, stingray. stingray, a stingray, right? And my daughter's like, oh, daddy, look at this stingray. Isn't it beautiful? And this guy steps on the stingray's head, gets his fucking knife out, chops off both of its wings, unhooks it, throws it into the water. And now I got to explain to my daughter what he's doing yeah like he just destroyed this magical creature of a creature 
just cook on his. No, that was bait. Yeah, that's probably bait. Well, right? the bait. The sting. The stingray you know what, wings. You know what bass guys don't ever do, dude? Is catch an eight pounder, chop his head off, and then just throw him in the fucking water, dude. You know. What if he's Shit. dead? We made tacos out of him. <laughs> you know. Come on. All right. All right. Go back right. to saltwater, Josh. Salt you know. Sorry, we told him to do the segment. We're cutting yeah, y'all are sitting here telling me, "Hey, do a saltwater segment." They'd love to hear from you. They ain't heard from me yet, but we don't figure it out. <laughs> hey, listen, but that's why we don't saltwater fish because you guys are murdering nature and shit, dude. Okay, go on. We won't interrupt. All right. Go until right. next time. All right. So anyway. Back to sorry, this. sorry, Olivia. Saltwater guys murder fish, dude. You know, <laughs> we're trying to keep nature alive. You know, it's funny. You talk about the, you talk about murdering fish, and believe it or not, dude, that's been one of the problems in the saltwater world for a long time, and it's one of the things that's changing. There's a, there's a guy that's local here to San Antonio. He's actually in the Air Force, and uh, he does a podcast called The Speckled Truth. It's all about speckled trout. Yeah, a lot of the guides down at the coast. I'm talking like. Sounds like a low listen show, I'm dude. T- if all you're talking about is speckled trout, like a no, bitch dude, fish, dude. No, it is. Let's bring him on. Let's the, team up with this. Here's dude. the thing you don't understand: is the speckled trout. It has a very, dude, like bass. It has a very cult like following. Nice, I mean, yeah. you just the guys, the guys that love chasing trophy trout. Yeah, are just like the guys that are. It sounds like the guys who are chasing trophy crappie, dude. Sounds like a weak bunch, dude. <laughs> Hey, but at least these things are thirty inches long. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I honestly, we need to get that guy on the podcast. Right. Absolutely. Because I think Absolutely. it'd be a cool team. I'll, I'll stop talking shit. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's not everybody hey, wears their their, hey, their feelings listen, on their sleeves, Mike. Every, you don't want to hurt anybody. Every every time I see a guy like post a picture with a trophy trout, just like seeing somebody post a picture with a trophy crappie, I'm not impressed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good lord. Saltwater segment continues. Yeah, this is gonna get me a lot of guide trips <laughs> off of this deal, you hey, know. Don't take people to bitch fish, take them to some bull reds. Dude. Hey, that's why we catch yeah. the redfish too. Do you go like catch jackrabels and all that shit too? A lot of times they're mixed in hey, with but, the bull reds. But but be honest, are you starting your trip on speckled travel or are you starting your fish or your, your guided trips on redfish? You know, a lot of it depends on the client mm-hmm. because I have a lot of clients that I love guess to depends, catch trout. It depends if they're from Austin or San Antonio, dude. The Austin yeah. guys want to go for speckled trout and the, the fucking San Antonio and South Texas it's guys want to go for bull reds. Well, dude. so, and here's the other thing yeah. too, is the way you fish for them is completely different. Yeah. When you're fishing for speckled trout, a lot of times you're throwing some kind of live bait fish, a croaker, a mullet, something like that, piggy perch. And the way you fish them, I mean, you have to be pretty attentive the way they bite. Like they don't just bite and you set the hook. It's different. Yeah. But then like when you're catching, when you're fishing for redfish, a lot of times you're using cut bait, dead bait. You're just throwing it out there, letting it sit on the bottom. And when a redfish takes off, dude, he, I mean, if that rod's in the rod holder, he's got that thing bent over yeah. and it hooks himself and you just hold on at that point. Yeah. So you wait, you wait for the drag to stop peeling. Then exactly. And then you start reeling. So yeah. a lot of it depends on my customers too. Yeah. If I have a family that has young kids on it, mm-hmm. a lot of times we redfish and drum fish because it's easier. You know, getting a, having, you know, trying to teach an eight-year-old kid how to hold his rod a certain way and pop the croaker so it doesn't get into the grass and then speckled trout eat real funny. You get a bite and you feel the initial thump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's because a speckled trout comes up and kills the bait first. And then, it and then he And then he arranges it in his mouth so he eats it head first. So it can't open its spines and fin them. 
So what happens a lot of time with trout is they come up, you'll feel the initial thump. Yeah. Don't set the hook. You wait a few seconds and all of a sudden that trout will start carrying that bait off. You wait four or five seconds and then you pull back into them and set the hook. Yeah. Okay. So trying to teach an eight or a 10 year old how to do that. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times with kids, we fish for redfish, drum, stuff like that. Because, yeah, when you feel the bite, you just set the hook and reel. Yeah, true. So, you know, Mm -hmm. those are – so a lot of it is clientele-based too. And then then again, I get guys on the boat that want to do nothing but throw artificials and wade fish. And, hell, it's like going bass fishing, you know. I mean, they throw nothing but artificial, you know, swim baits, spoons, jerk baits. Uh, chatter baits, but you can throw catch them on spinner baits, yeah. top waters, whatever. Yeah. What, what, what I was telling you that me and my buddy went to uh, we go to New Orleans every year to get a uh, a, a redfish strip in, and then so we normally use the uh, I guess um, bobbers with the clicking, yeah, the popping cork, and then uh, yeah, like <laughs> you it, know what I, the hell is called. I feel like it's a, I feel like I'm two. All right, give me the two year old fucking bait, dude. Snoopy like, Rod, yeah, give me, give me a Snoopy Rod and give me a popping cork, dude. This sounds like a lot still of fun, it too. And that's what I caught the bull red on. It was taller Hell than me, yeah. dude. You know. But then I was yeah. like, hey, like, why don't we do some real fishing? Like, how do you catch these things with artificial baits? And basically, he gave me a Colorado uh, spinner bait. And yeah. we went up to the grass and we started catching reds on Colorado, like just big Colorado spinner baits. You know. Mm-hmm. But those fish, like, dude, this it's not fat. It's not fun catching big redfish on Colorado spinner baits because, like, with the bass, you hook a bass like an Amistad. Even at Falcon in the bushes, like you reel him in and he's in and like, I mean, what do y'all think? Like y'all bass A couple fish, minutes, three, four. Even, come on, really? Three yeah. If that. 30 like seconds. 45 seconds. Right. A good fight in the bass fishing is 45 yeah. seconds to a minute, dude. I mean, you were with me in the boat when we yeah. got that nine pounder at, at, on, on deep cranking. Like it was 30. Yeah. It was the best. 30, it, it's basically like your wife's bedroom night, dude. It's the best 30 seconds of her Dang. life, dude. You know? And it's two inches. So there you go. Come exactly on. but i'm saying like with salt water it's different when you hook a big redfish with one of them colorado spinner baits it's like thump yes just <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly dude yeah and i'm like... like this is not fun this is way too much work dude no, yeah, but it, then you reel in like a giant redfish you know hey you have to wear his ass down dude you do you 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 really have to with a redfish, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, you could use gear where you could horse them in. Yeah, but that's not, but yeah. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, I mean, I, a, a good friend of mine, I mean, he fishes a lot of the redfish tournaments. And dude, that's how he fishes. He throws a seven foot heavy rod, 65 pound braid. And horses. Them. And he, dude, drag cranked all the way down. He sets the hook, rips into them. Boat flips them, and I mean, you're boat like a, flipping eight, nine pound redfish into wow. the boat. Yeah, like, I mean, he's. But, but that's what I'm saying about trout. I don't mean to keep talking shit about trout fishermen, but you can't do that with the trout. No, you you'll can't. Rip his face you'll, off, you'll rip his. You'll you'll open his mouth up. The the hook's gonna come out. You're not gonna do that. That's why. It's so like when you trout fish, most of the rods you use, I mean, dude, they're medium light action. Yeah. They're mm. medium action. Yeah. They've got a lot of tip, real you limber. Know, you know what's crazy is, all trout, every species, just bitches yeah think about it lake trout rainbow trout, trout. Yeah. rainbow trout yeah. golden trout brown trout yeah it's true i feel like whenever your buddies from austin want a fishing trip you take yeah. them for a rainbow trout dude and you know when your buddies from san antonio want to go take a fishing trip you take them for a redfish dude come on or flounder or yeah, um, flounder, what's yeah. the other one with the wings again let's go on two stingrays let's stingrays. go on fucking let's go on an overnight 
Let's go out on a tuna dog. trip, bro. Let's go on a tuna thirty-six trip? hour. How far do you go out? I, I don't go off. Hey, we're, we're on the we're on the saltwater. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, so you answer no, that. No, I, I don't go offshore at all. Why not? You don't have the boat. Yeah, I don't have the boat for it. Why not? It's a flats boat. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> Y'all are sitting here. Why aren't you going out at Falcon with eight footers? And yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go yeah, out there exactly. and eighteen footers. Yeah. No shit, right? You're <laughs> white. We could send it. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> I guess you know with the algorithm and with social media and all this bullshit, they see uh, we see a lot of fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. But here lately, I've been seeing a lot. For whatever reason, it gets fed to me. The people trying to leave the jetties. Yes. And, oh, and, like and, wavy boats. And, hey, or listen, whatever. but they've got like fucking, um, like Mercury, like three three fifty R's. Oh yeah. Oh, and, you're talking and, about like the Midnight Express no, and, and, and shit. They, and, and 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 they can't even make it out of the jetty. They basically turn around because the front of their boat starts taking so much water. Dude, and if, then all these bitches like trying to look cute. They're they're sunbathing. Like we're gonna go fucking trout fish. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, they're like four feet in the air, face to the fucking windshield, and then that boat's turning around. Like so that. Uh, that's why Josh so doesn't the, go off, yeah, offshore so the, fish. Well, any, I've seen the jet skis go. That's why. Look, if anybody, yeah, but they pick their days. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's days in my boat, we'll go out and fish in the surf because there won't even be waves breaking on the beach. It'll be that calm. So you'll have to watch the if You, you got to watch, watch the weather. The weather. And, but you're only going out if you're struggling with your normal shit, right? Or, again, client-based. Yeah, right? and, and even then, you know, we're really not going out that much just because – it's it's a completely different type of fishing. Yeah. You got to take different tackle. You got to take different gear. It, mm. It's everything. It's, it all changes. Yeah, it all those, changes. Those booty so, shaker baits. Where are they at, Will? Yeah. The booty shaker baits. Bring them. So for That's a right. non-saltwater guy, once you're leaving the jetties and going out into bluish Going water, out into the Gulf, yeah. So then now what are you fishing? How deep? Oh, dude, I mean, it all depends. I mean, you can run out to the first set of rigs. It's like seven miles off the Port A jetty. You're fishing in 50, 60 foot of water, but then... There's guys that run all the way out 35 miles offshore, God, 50 man. miles offshore. I mean, that's where people are throwing up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what absolutely. You, what's your normal service? That way people know. Well, so like my normal service, we don't go out in the Gulf at all. We stay all in the bays, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all I mean, we joke about it on my boat. My wife laughs all the time because I tell all my customers, I'm like, look. If for some reason something happens and you fall overboard, don't panic. Just stand up because we're sitting <laughs> in about a foot of apple water. Yeah. You nice. know, because yeah. most of the time when you're trout fishing, red fishing, I mean, everything's done in five foot or less. Okay. It, it's. Nobody's drowning. Well, I don't want to say nobody's drowning. Knock on wood, you Dep- know. Depends on how drunk you are. But That's yeah. drywall. Yes. Well, there's studs underneath. <laughs> hey, 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 Josh is like, if I'm taking Mike G out, he might drown because he's only like five foot one on a good day, dude. But most of my white customers, they're all right because they're all six foot one and above, dude. So they're going to fucking be just fine. <laughs> See, dude, all these saltwater guys I'm supposed to get to listen to this podcast are going to be like, who are these two? You know, Bro, I guarantee you they're gonna listen to us again because this shit's fucking hilarious. Oh, me yeah. and Mike, yeah. Oh, let yeah. alone other Absolutely. people. Oh, hey, shit. but listen, it's just because of like y'all's last show, and then even doing the saltwater segment, it just reinstitutes that I don't want to saltwater fish or kayak fish, dude. None of it sounds that interesting, but me, dude. I want to. So keep talking about. Well, it. I mean, I want to go out with Josh because him and Carisha are a good time, dude. I'm what like, What if you go out with Josh and then you change your mind when you hook into something else? That's like I've already. What I've if been, you catch a huge trout? I've already done a trouser trout. Just didn't do it. No, 
I caught a bull red that was taller than me, dude, and I was like, I'd rather no. catch a five pounder on it. Like a I caught day. a bull red in Louisiana. And I was yeah. yeah, I'm down to go again. We'll dude. show like, you a picture I'm... here in a minute. It's about yeah. to knock your socks off. Oh shit! Yeah. Prove it. Yep, it's good. I'm gonna show Josh. And he's like, God dang, this guy's special. <laughs> Y'all are special. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I All love right. you guys. That's the saltwater segment. That's the saltwater segment. Yeah, we're going to have to get off this saltwater segment. <laughs> I might have to get some different co-hosts for the saltwater episodes. Bring, bring in Will Laws. Yeah. Where's Will at? Will. I feel like saltwater fishermen, though, like you have to be proper. Like they're more proper than we are. Proper? I don't know. Like I picture a salt, like. If you said you're a saltwater, I picture I picture somebody on like a Rabalo. What's that? Columbia shirt. It's a boat. Okay, bro. So like this sounds like, terrible because I'm a friggin' guide down there. Like boat shoes. But when someone mentions saltwater, here's what comes to my mind. What? I'm thinking like frat boy with the backwards hat, yes. the button down Columbia yeah. shirt, wearing hey dudes. Yeah. Or some Sperry's. That's some shit. Yep. Can you just describe what I wear to it? Yeah, yeah know, uh-huh. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yo, basically, you described your outfit right now, dude. <laughs> hey, but you know what, dude? Norm- normally, when I see people like Joe in the world, like just walking at like, I don't know, wherever I'm shopping. You run? No, I'm like, do you even fish, bro? Hey. But, hey, like I six months. hey but you know what you want to talk about stereotypes bass fishing is the same way dude yeah, it's, it's like seeing some homeboy in a jersey oh yeah. my god speaking of jersey that's what they yeah, wanted to talk oh, about Oh, we're gonna bring it up here we're gonna quiet this down yeah. saltwater segment is done we'll bring you a better one next time once i get some better hey, I, don't, I don't mean to talk shit about saltwater guys dude but i love saltwater guys though. hey listen i'm if, just talking shit if josh is a saltwater guy then you're a friend of mine that's all bro i've hey. been off 250 miles offshore catching fucking tuna, dude. Yeah, that's it's a fucking blast. Hell yeah, and that's what that's why I want to go like on a, on a long like trip. Sounds like a nightmare dude. to me, dude. No, it doesn't, dude. Like 250 a, miles, bro. That's just some, something about like I'm about to get like real. The only way I'd be at 250 miles off, right offshore with them in an airplane, dude. Bro, it's just something about flying the to Mexico. ocean. Yeah, exactly. it's just something about the ocean, and I don't know, bro. Just vulnerability. I don't fucking know, but I feel like it's badass. It like is. It's it, it's just different. Yeah. Do you, do you, you offshore, know? like do you deep off like what? oh yeah, I've offshore fished a bunch of my life. How far? Uh, farthest I've probably ever been out with my uncle, we've probably been 45, 50 miles. My yeah. uncle's got a big offshore boat down in Puerto Rico. Couple hundred feet. Really? Five hundred feet. Fishing I, for what? Uh, dude, we fish for everything. Kingfish, what, snapper, what, what are you ling, shark. Dude, that's the thing about offshore fishing. You never know that's what you're gonna That's the great get. mystique is you don't ever know. So, but so then it depends on how you're born, dude. Like it depends on your like exactly. Your it is a different. At that point I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. There's certain people who want to drop a piece of dead something in a hundred feet of water and just be excited about who knows what's coming up. Yes, and, and I don't like that. And don't get me wrong, but see, here's the thing: is even when you are targeting specific fish offshore, yeah, like if you're trolling for marlin or sailfish or whatever, you just never dude, know. dolphins, st- dorado still yeah. come up and hit it. Kingfish will chase it down. I mean, you they got it, it's it's even though you're trying for a specific fish, it's just like me when I'm trout fishing. Yeah, I can be sitting there throwing a croaker trying to catch a trout, and the next thing I know, a 26 inch redfish eats it, and boom. True. True. So there's not you know. It's not like bass fishing in a sense to where I'm sitting here throwing a spinnerbait for bass and, oh, my God, this catfish. I mean, yeah. yes, it does happen, but it's so. That, that happened to me on my on my Falcon trip. That's all I, I called you like yeah. after the trip. Yes. And I'm like, hey, I called you because it, 
how many times we had to retire reminded me of y'all's segment of yeah. how you and Kyle won the last Bass Champs. I mean, it wasn't as big as of a tournament. No, but, but still. Won, bro. Exactly. And there's some good anglers in our club, so I was proud of it. So I called Josh, and I was like, hey, our trip reminded me of you and Kyle's trip just because how many times we had to retire because of the sharp shit that we were fishing, you know. Um, hey, but saltwater, yeah. saltwater is a gangster, though, too, dude, because I remember when I was out there in Louisiana. Yeah. Like, we hooked into that, that – the yellowfin, man, the tuna, and the sharks came up after it. And That's the guy, oh yeah, bro. Guide the guy busted out the nine and just started mm, just blasting dump. the sharks, bro. Blasting yeah. the sharks. And in Cali, bro. Why was was the guy a crip and the sharks were bloods? I, I or guess, what? bro. But Dude, hey, those sharks, yeah. you'll be reeling a fishing, and those sharks will come up and eat your bait off your off not your bait. Your they'll fish. eat the fish you're reeling yeah. in. You'll come up with nothing but a head. Yeah, no way. And then in Cali too, like they'll shoot the seals with pellet guns, bro. What? Yeah. Damn. No bullshit. And then we get to, I remember, no bullshit, dude. True fucking story. This we is get, why I bass fish. Because I don't want to shoot sharks off my bro, bait, dude. Bro, we get back to the docking when I was in Long Beach Harbor. We get back, right? Yeah. This lady is holding the sign, save the seals, right? Yeah. And she's talking to one of the, the deckhands. I the thought you were saying she was just, talking to one of the seals. Bro, the boat we just got off. And he, he looks at her and was like, lady, that you're, you're talking to the wrong fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a billion seals. We need blubber in our life. Dude. Bro, okay, yeah. so I caught a barracuda. Barracuda is kind of like a sea trout, right? Like No, speck? not even no? close. No? Okay, anyways. The only thing a barracuda and trout have in common is they both got spots. That's true. <laughs> and teeth. Yeah. The only thing that barracuda and trout have in common, Joe, is they both swim in salt water, dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, Joe, out of no. the three people here sitting at the table, you know who knows the least about fishing? Who? You do. Uh. <laughs> Dang. Well, shit. I just roasted this guy in fucking live television. It's all good. Yeah, I'm just talking okay. shit. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this. Seg- we're gonna wrap the saltwater segment <laughs> up here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's all right. We're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna come back because I want to get on the jerseys. All, all right. right. Let's talk about useless jerseys on the next segment. Yes. Hit record. I, I am recording. <laughs> Is Mike still telling his saltwater oh, story? Shit. <laughs> Mike's still fighting this bull red over here. Hey, real quick, though. Did you guys ever see that video? It's a redfish tournament. The dude's on the, what is it called? The Cat, tower. The tower, and he fucking falls, and the fish still connected to the, the reel, breaks ribs. Do you, did you remember that? Oh, yeah. Bro, that shit was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. You know why I did it? Why? He was wearing a freaking jersey, that's why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about All jerseys. All right, we're going to talk right. about the jerseys. Hey, Listen. I remember back in the day when you would go to Bassmaster Classic and you would go to the Expo, and what would you look for? You'd look for the jersey, You'd dude, because it meant it you meant were something. Legit. God damn it, it fucking meant something at some point in the world, dude. And you know what a jersey with fucking logos means today? In this it means world? you bought it. It means nothing, dude. I know. It means I know. It means you go fishing for fucking trout. That's what it means, dude. You go fishing <laughs> for bitch fish, dude. And here's, you know what the worst part about the jersey is? That you're probably a crappie angler, dude? No, no, no. But you know what the worst part about the jersey that is? You're that you're a fucking trout angler? No, no. God that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. The worst part about the jersey is I feel sorry for all the guys that actually earned it. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's the true. guys that should have them. I don't feel that bad for them, but I guess I could agree with you. No, no, because like we talk about, dude, back in the day, like you said, yeah. you went to the you went to the classic in what, 2012? Yeah. Back then, you know, so here you are and you're walking around the expo and you see the the professionals, the guys that fish at the highest level, 
are wearing these jerseys with their sponsor logos representing the people that are supporting them. Dude, that's a freaking baby redfish. Is it really? Compared to what we catch. God damn. I guess I'm that short then. Yeah. Mike just pulled up a picture of his redfish. Yeah, he did. It's still going. So you're at the expo. You're looking, but no, you're walking around the expo, and like Mike said, you used to look for the guys wearing the jerseys because they're the ones that, hey, dude, they're supporting their sponsors. They're doing that because they've earned those, and all the all the sponsor patches and stuff that are on those jerseys are people that are supporting them. Yeah. And when I say people that are supporting them, people that are actually either giving them money or giving them product. Yeah. The thing I can't stand is all these people getting on Facebook, getting on YouTube, getting on Instagram, getting on the gram and saying, oh, I'd love to thank my sponsors. Yeah. Dude, these people ain't giving you nothing. They're giving like, I'm the prime example, Kistler Rods. I'm on their team. I'm not sponsored by Kistler Rods. Yes, I have a promotional sponsor or a promotional partnership with Kistler Rods. They give me a discount on rods and I support their brand and stuff like that. I'm not sponsored by them. Hell, I buy the rods from them. They make money off me and I support them for free by tagging them in a post. Yeah. So, I mean, that just sounds like win-win for the person who's making the rods. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what this game has turned into? I'm not even going to lie, dude. Like, real talk, it's look at me. Look at me and look what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's who dick is bigger pretty much. Clickbaits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, clickbait. yeah. And it really has. And I think any, any angler who's like, listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like trout fishermen or crappie fishermen. I'm talking about people who are like really into the game, you know, like I'm saying no, no bullshit. Just talking real talk. Like anybody who's really into the sport realizes that at some point something shifted to where like, like Josh said, like at some point, people who wore jerseys full of sponsors meant something. And now yeah. when you go to a classic, it's just like everybody and their mother is wearing a jersey with a sponsor. Yeah, because- everybody, every guy that fishes in a bass club. Yeah. Hey, dude, check out my jersey. I got fourth place in my Tuesday night club. Yeah. What, okay. What, you know, what, what's the deal? Yeah, exactly. But, um, but it doesn't matter, dude. It's all good. We all love the game. We all love the sport. So why are we why are we mad at these guys, Josh? Because, dude, I think it it takes away from I don't know. It, it to me, it takes away from the prestige. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I condemn. Like I commend Milliken not wearing the jersey, not having his boat wrapped. Yeah. No. You know? Exactly. Like real talk. Like. That's where all you, I mean, honestly, all your sponsors and Milliken has sponsors. Exactly. And and listen, even talk like real talk about all that, like where where this talk is headed right now. It's about like we had before the podcast, like, hey, we have goals as a podcast. Like, hey, listen, just because we're not the biggest thing in the world right now, like it's not like we don't believe in what we do or else we wouldn't be on episode whatever we're on right now. And we wouldn't be showing up every Wednesday night to talk about this. But it's about like there's different levels of success as well. Right. Yes, so, very much so. Um, just like Milliken, right? Like he's not spon- he's not rapping the boat. He's not doing all this. It's because because it's just like at some point you want to get back just to the love of the game, you know. And I just kind of feel like that's kind of exactly. what we're talking about right now. It's not no about- exactly. And I feel like I feel like fishing in general, whether you're freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing, you know, inshore, offshore, crappie fishing, whatever you're doing, the it just it all gets lost. Yeah, it, it's 
you know, and maybe that's part of us being kind of like old purist, old. you know, and like, I mean, I don't want to be like, I don't want to get all on like Randy Blockett's level yeah. and stuff, you know, but I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, and I trust me, I, this has nothing to do with like forward facing sonar. This doesn't have to do with any of that, but I mean, what happened to the days of you just showed up and fished? Yeah. It wasn't about how many Facebook likes you got or Instagram likes you got or whatever, because yeah. you're standing there in a Jersey or what? I don't know, dude. Yeah. I think we're just haters and we're old and like, there's a new group of people coming up. So, you know, we've just been doing this for a long time, you know, and I think we're just being nostalgic right now. We're a little bit drunk to be honest, you know, this like, hey, listen, this no, like, no, let's honestly, be a real talk. Like this, like there's some there's some episodes that you'll listen to on this podcast where you listen because you're driving to work and you're just trying to get a good laugh in, you know, and you want to hear about local guys fishing on lakes that you fish and talk shit about whatever's happening in the industry, you know. Yep. And that's what we're doing right now. Like we're not hating on anybody. Listen, if you're in a club and you wear a jersey, you, you look, shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, but it's all good. No big deal. We're not hating on you. We're just. We need content, so we're just talking shit about people. <laughs> yeah. So, but what what it really boils down to, dude, is the whole this day and age, everybody's soft, bro, and they can't really take it. So, we offend you. I'm sorry. Don't come to fish. T- don't come to flipping mats and waiting flats, wearing your feelings on your sleeve, dude, because this is not the show for you. Exactly. Mike just told me I don't know shit about fishing. I've been fishing forever. Yeah, you yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he did. Huh? He did. He did, right? I called you out. Yeah. Did I get offended? No, I don't give a shit. Well, it's because you're from my... California, dude. You're like shit, that's wait. your first problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for drinking my water and breathing my air, dude. This you're is right. Texas, dude. Hey, whenever you're ready to go back, pack your fucking bangs and get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I'll never go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jesus. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh, it's tomorrow morning. I can't wait to listen yeah. to this. Oh, it's, it's good Friggin' stuff, drop dude. it like it's hot. Hey, Will, what you got going on over there, buddy? I'll stay out of this one. Will's keeping his nose clean in this yeah. one. Will's like, I thought this was church service tonight, dude. This guy I know. Sideways. This is supposed to be Wednesday night Bible study. Bro, we got study. a bottle of Jameson. What is it? Yeah, hey, the bottle of Jameson is basically down to about a fourth when it started at a full bottle tonight, mm, dude. Yeah. But that's what happens when you... Tune into fishing mats and waiting flats. Hey, this is what happens when you fish around and find out. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of that. Speaking of fish around and are find y'all, out. Y'all going to drop some info right now? I think we might. Yeah? How are you feeling about that, Josh? Dude, I'm liking it. Yeah? Fish I'm... around and find out. I think that, I think that's the new name of the podcast. We're going to switch it, y'all. Fish, fish around, around and find, find out. out. Yeah, this is... This is basically turned into a podcast about talking shit with people who actually love putting a hook into a fish for even whatever. if it's a little bitch trout yeah <laughs> or a bitch ass crappie you know if you were gonna hook it and reel it in yeah you're all right with us you're all right with us and even if you're in salt water you can listen to our podcast we're not gonna hit on you dude well, and even if you fish in a kayak go ahead and keep on listening dude you're not that bad you're all right dude it's all good. But listen. Bottom line, fish it boils down out. to the fishing. Yeah, we're all fish heads. Listen, if we cast pieces because, of plastic, because if we spend thousands of dollars up and down the Rio Grande, central through south Texas, 
throwing pieces of plastic at little green swimming fish when we could be saving for a fucking retirement, you're my friend. But here's the <laughs> ultimate thing. Here's the ultimate thing. And this is and this is the honest Joe, guy. listen. Hey, there was oh, a point shit. in my life where I had fifty six thousand dollars in my savings account, dude. I felt like I got Ooh. somewhere. Do you know what I did you at do? that point? Dropped out of champion. That's yeah, a ninety eight champion. Yeah. I somehow convinced my wife that my boat needed to be rebuilt. And she was like, oh, it's COVID. We can't get any financing right now. Why don't you use our life savings to go chase little useless fish up and down the Rio Grande? But, but here's, here, we, here's how, the one thing about fish around and find out. What's up? The new name. All right. Because I will say, mm-hmm. of course, we talk a lot about bass fishing. Yep. We, I love the salt water. It's a part of the way I make my living. At least but one the, of us does. Yeah, but the one thing I will say is it don't matter what you fish for. I mean, do you watch those guys that get all serious about that carp fishing and yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. If you are fishing, it take it doesn't matter what species yeah. of fish you are fishing for. It takes a certain level of dedication. Uh, I Dude, it does I, because I, I, the guys, to, the guys. Josh, look, I have to disagree with you and no? say like it takes a certain level of sickness. Well, absolutely, I agree with you because it is Dedication a sickness. Is a retirement account. Yeah. A hey, sickness. Hey, it is. It is a sickness because what yeah. I'm because what I'm saying is the the same passion that we talk about bass fishing, yes. fishing tournaments and I stuff. I agree with you. Those guys down at the coast that are chasing those trout and chasing those redfish. They wake up thinking about that next bite the same exact way we do. That's why I call it the sickness, dude. It is. He wakes up with the same, like, listen, it doesn't matter what it costs today. I'm putting up. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. And it's it's no different than the guys that go and hardcore cat fishermen or run trot lines or do whatever. Yeah. Listen, I've been at the end of the phone call when Joe's driving back from the lake. Like, dude, I hope I'm still married when I get home, dude, because this (laughs) this trip literally might have cost me yeah. my fucking marriage, dude. And I'm like, I remember that. That's why I hang out with this guy. <laughs> you know, because if if you're not about that life, you should tune out of this show. I'm gonna call you out right now. Like we are, we live this life. Joe Slover, Mike G, Josh S, Will L have put our life on the line for the fucking game, dude. For the love of the game, have yes. we not? Yes or no? Yes, we have. Will. Yes or no? Yeah. There you go, Joe. Yes. All right. Listen. We're trying to hold it down here, dude. Like, we are and we're it about down. this life. So, we're held down. And that's we're why gonna fish around and find out. We're gonna fish around and find out. And listen, if you're listening to the show and you like what we're doing, then like support our sponsors, dude. Because Absolutely. That's why we're here, right, Josh? That's right. All right. Support our sponsors. Support the podcast. Hit us up on all the social medias, whatever you can do. Come down to the Wednesday night service at Come down to Wednesday night church service at Fish Tackle Marine. Get you some and get you some of this real talk and whiskey. There you go. Until next week, guys, we're gonna fish around and find out. Let's do it. Come on. Come on.